sweet, so sweet. Thank you, Ludwig. Welcome, everyone. This is Mitchell J. Raven for A Better World. I'm very glad you're joining us again today. In fact, today's show is with another great pianist, Katya Grinieva. We've had Katya on the show actually a number of times uh, by now, and it's because her music is so sweet and so beautiful, and she'll be playing again at Carnegie Hall for her 18th consecutive year. So this is getting very exciting, and uh, we wanted to invite Katya on today again to talk about her playing and what music means to her. And we'll be playing a clip of one of her pieces during today's show. So make sure to stay tuned. I want to just say a little bit about Katya's background. She is born uh, in Moscow. She was born in Moscow, and there she trained really from a very early age, starting piano at age six at the Moscow Music School. She went on to the Moscow High School of Music under the aegis of the prestigious Moscow Conservatory. So all of her life, Katya was being trained and schooled and guided to become a concert pianist of the highest order. And in fact, that is what she is now. She's played with uh, world-class musicians and on the finest stages in the world. She's played for heads of state and presidents of countries, again, across the globe. And she's done a tremendous amount of charity work, making music, playing concerts for different charities and benefits usually for children in developing countries and elsewhere, Africa, South America, and elsewhere. So she has used her music as a way of, of course, spreading beauty and joy, but also as a way of helping raise money to help people so direly in need. So these are the reasons why I really wanted to have Katya on with us again today to talk about her good work and to honor her and acknowledge her for all the good that she's doing across the planet. So Katya, welcome back to A Better World. Kogdala. Thank you so much, Mitchell. I'm so happy to be with you again. I'm, I'm so glad. Yeah. Well, here we are again in a December, and December seems to be the month that you play Carnegie Hall. So um, tell us a little bit about what's uh, what's on the horizon here. Well, I'm really excited about this year's program. Um, in the first half, I'm playing some of my most favorite pieces, which I play like all over the world when I travel. And because it's a holiday concert, I'm beginning with Ave Maria. It's a very special rendition of Bach. It's a Bach prelude. And then, um, you know, on top of it, Bosoni made this beautiful melody. So it's a very, very special arrangement for the piano. Mm -hmm. And after, Mm -hmm. after the Ave Maria, I'm going to be playing two of my favorite Schubert pieces. The first one is the Swan Song arranged by Liszt, and usually Uh when I play this piece, people really get touched because it just goes straight to your heart, you know? Yes. uh And then I'm playing 
playing Schubert Impromptu, and then I'm playing some pieces which reflect the water. Like I'm playing very beautiful piece Barcarolle by Offenbach, but it sounds like like it sounds very Christmassy, even though it's Barcarolle. It sounds like uh-huh. very very magical, uh-huh. very magical. Then I'm playing um, Ravel, Boat on the Ocean. And Claire de Lune by Debussy. And finishing first mm. half was Tchaikovsky, two movements from Nutcracker. The Dance nice. of uh, Fairies, and then Pas de Deux, like one of the most beautiful melodies, I think. Sure. And then the second half is a surprise, and I'm playing a lot of waltzes, because my idea was to f- make people feel like they're waltzing into the new year, like they're leaving yeah. things behind and looking forward to yeah. a new year. So I'm playing a um, few Chopin waltzes. One of them is Chopin waltz brillante. Then I'm playing Mephisto waltz by Liszt. Mm-hmm. And, and then my friend Byron composed a surprise piece for everybody. Byron Duckwall, who we've also yes. had on the air here as well, relatively recently when he was performing with you at uh, the Wild uh, Concert Hall. Yes. So he composed a very special piece for me. I'm really excited about it. And it's Waltz Fantasia. And on the theme, my favorite things. And actually, it's one of my most favorite pieces, my oh. favorite things, you know. Because oh, it's wow. so lighthearted. It's lighthearted. Yeah. It's happy. It just makes well, you immediately things. in a good mood. Yeah. Interestingly, so one of my favorite renditions of that is by the great saxophonist John Coltrane, who made it very famous in the jazz world. Right. right. So, <laughs> a little contrast there. Yeah. So, yes. please go on. And then, I'm also playing a couple of Chopin Nocturnes, because, I, you know, this year I recorded a complete set of Chopin Nocturnes, two CD sets. Yes. So, I wanted to include yes. two of them. One of them is mm-hmm. the most famous one, number two in E flat major. Everybody yes. knows that one. And then the other one I'm playing yes. is C sharp minor posthumous, which was published after his death. But it was the first piece of Chopin which I played when I was eight years old. Oh. And and that's how when I fell in love with Chopin by playing this piece. So yes. I wanted to include it in my program, you know. Beautiful. Beautiful. So it's a very beautiful program. I'm it's actually looking very forward nice. to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like uh, it's like an amazing buffet of different yes. <laughs> musical energies and dynamics, and I really look forward to it. I really look forward to it. I, I so, think that in this program, there will be peace yeah. for everybody. Like everybody will have their favorites. What it is? Yes. Like there's so many. Yes masterpieces, but if somebody doesn't like Claire de Lune, they might like Chopin Nocturne, or they might love Mephisto Walls. Mephisto Walls has this amazing energy in the piece. Like, it's so wild and crazy and kind of happy, you know? Like, uh-huh. you just, you uh-huh. kind of let go, and you're just happy, you know? Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's just awesome. So this is going to be on December 27th, right? Which, yes, December 27th, um, Thursday night. A beautiful day in New York City, and a couple of days after Christmas, so you'll have a chance to gather yourself. And we have people listening from all over the world. This would be a great 
time, my friends, to come to New York and hear Katya play. Not only that, Christmas in New York is one of the most special times of the year. It's, you know, Rockefeller Center and the ice skating rink and the big tree there. It's just, it's extremely festive on Fifth Avenue, Central Park. You know, on it goes all the way to Carnegie Hall. Right, Katya? In fact, I have friends who are flying, especially for my concerts, from literally all over the world. I have a friend who just booked a flight from Berlin. She's arriving night before. I have somebody coming from Japan. And and you're right. It's such a beautiful energy in New York. And after Christmas, I find that people sometimes have a little bit of let down because you look forward to those Christmas Eve and Christmas dinner and then yes. suddenly like and I feel like my concert is just like a nice thing to continue you know this beautiful energy yeah. into the new year yeah. yeah I think that's a beautiful way of putting it it's really great let's talk for a few minutes and we're going to play the Ave Maria in a little bit but first I'd just like to ask you a little bit about something I was saying at the beginning which is your concertizing around the world and doing so oftentimes as benefits for organizations that are really helping children and others. But could you talk a little bit about what have you done lately in that regard? What has really moved you about about that kind of activity you do? Well, yes, I really love doing those kind of concerts and contribute to people it's absolutely like in my heart and one of the most special concerts i did was going to kenya to nairobi and we did a fundraising concert to raise money to buy instruments for poor kids and Uh. and i went in a slam i went like in a real slam and i played for those kids and this it's amazing program they established because those kids they really have no future but if they play an instrument they have the way out because they might Mm -hmm. become part of an orchestra so playing music and playing an instrument is the way out for them so that was something I did and it was extremely special and Mm. I'm doing a similar thing now in New York because for this concert in December I already have 300 children coming and most of them are underprivileged children we're oh trying to my. bring so they have exposure to classical music and they have exposure to beauty and they will never go to Carnegie Hall unless somebody gives them a ticket. Yes. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Now are these so, children from the Bronx? I you're working with a school up there if I recall. Yes, I just went a couple like ten days ago and played for them. There were two hundred children in the auditorium. And they loved it. So we're arranging a group uh, from there to bring children, but also arranging other groups, not just that one. Yes. Yeah. Because I there's see. so many, you know, there's so many. Yeah. So in a case like so, this, you go to these schools in underprivileged areas, economically depressed, inner city, where, you know, it's probably also true that the education is not very good. Uh, these are such sad conditions that money has to always be the thing that dictates the level of education. So the exposure to you is so special for them. 
it's you know it's something that they would not, as you're saying, ordinarily have access to, including Carnegie Hall. So, what do you see on their faces when you play for them? Oh, you know, they look so happy. It's wonderful, and you know, and afterwards, like at schools, they all want to come and ask me a question. And their eyes like so big and shiny. Mm. It's a very, very sweet experience, actually. They think I'm some kind of like, I don't know, princess Angel. of some sort, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very touching. No, that must be it's so very nice. Touching. And do you feel that they're really, uh, I don't know what word to use, but grokking, <laughs> grokking the music? Like, it's really touching them. It's really because, I mean, let's think about it for a moment. Most of these kids are probably exposed mainly to, you know, um, uh, rap and, uh, you know, things of that sort, things that you and I might not, I mean, I can talk at least for myself, might not even call music, you know, but that's their exposure. So to hear you play, Katya, it's like almost otherworldly. So what are some of the reactions or comments you've gotten? You know, one of the concerts which I did, the teachers asked the children to write notes afterwards, and they sent me the notes. It was the most yes. touching thing I read. And all of them picked different pieces. Like some of them wrote, my favorite was Ava Maria. Another person wrote, my favorite was Rachmaninoff. So they completely paid attention to each piece I played. Wow. I was shocked. Yes. And one of them wrote to me, I want to meet you in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> it was so sweet. But so no, sweet. I think that, you know what, I think children are very pure. And when you expose them to something beautiful, they're like a sponge. They immediately understand that. Like with, it's yes. actually harder with adults. It's the same, yes. you know, with yoga. When kids like, they immediately go into meditation or yoga because it's very natural to them. They, they're not spoiled yes. yet. Like, I don't know how to explain it. So it's the same sure. with classical music. Mm-hmm. They absorb it and they understand it. They're never bored. I didn't, I didn't see children to be bored. They, they're present, you know? Yeah. They're present. Yeah. That's so So beautiful. I think it's very important and so they're learning. to go and do it. They're learning about you. Do you speak about the different composers and the years they played yes. and the years they composed? And so they're getting some kind of music education from you. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I would tell them like Mozart composed his opera at five years old, you know, which is true. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I've, I'll yes. tell them something little they can relate to. And then yes. the music speaks by itself. There was once in Paraguay. And when mm-hmm. I came to play there, they asked me to do a concert in the morning for children. It was packed. It was 500 kids. And the mm-hmm. teachers were very worried. Like, they would send me all these emails, asking me, what am I going to play, and this and that. And then at night, I had official concerts for grown-ups, you know, for everybody. Mm-hmm. But in the morning, it was just mm-hmm. for children. And they were so worried. Mm. They said, this one kid has a lot of problems. Like, if he starts, like not behaving, they have, he has to sit in particular seat, and then they will mm-hmm. escort him out. And you know what? When I played, I, asked, I told the children, I played Claire de Lune, and I said, close your eyes and just imagine the moon going over the sea and just, just take, let your imagination take you wherever you want, wherever you want to go. That yes. kid 
which they wanted to escort, came to me. He was crying, and he said he never heard anything more beautiful, and he wanted to take piano lessons. Oh and the whole my. school was shocked. And then yeah. I thought, that is why I'm doing it, because there is somebody always there who will be so touched, yeah. and their life might change, you know, after yes. that experience. They, it, it changed for me when I was five years old or six years old. Somebody took me to a concert, and I heard orchestra, and then I heard the pianist, and I thought I wanted to do that. Because mm. something in me just responded to this kind of energy, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I didn't understand anything they were doing. It, it was not necessary to understand that. I was just present, and that's it. You know? Yes. Yes, exactly. Beautifully put. Beautifully put, Katya. Well, how about if uh, we launch into a little of the uh, your version of Ave Maria? For our audience. That's wonderful. Does Thank that you. That good? would be great. Okay, yes. good. Here it is. Do you want to give any introductory words to it? I think music speaks by itself. Fine. Very good. How to show. Here it is. <laughs>
Wow. <laughs> Katya. Actually, I have something to say about this piece. I was thinking about it when it was playing. That, Please. you know, you almost need like three hands to play it, even though it sounds so simple. Because <laughs> it's three it's three composers who are involved in composing this piece. Underneath is a very famous Bach prelude, which almost every kid knows how to play when you're studying piano. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. on top, Gounod composed this beautiful melody, and he became famous for that melody, for the Ave Maria, you know? Yes. And then Bizet who was a French composer, on one of his parties was improvising and made it into this very virtuoso piano piece. So when when I play those big chords, it's like you need huge hands and all your ten fingers to have those chords. And it's very majestic when you perform it. Truly, truly. Even, Even a recording like this has got some majesty to it, so... It's a very funny image of having three hands or very yeah. two very large ones. You know? yes. Oh my God, Spasiba, that was so beautiful. <laughs> and you know, this is you know something I was talking about at the beginning, and what I referred to in the newsletter as the upliftment that occurs and the act- activation of the soul through beautiful music that you provide so often. Um, you know, there it's kind of uh one becomes a bit speechless, you know, even though we're speaking. There's really this other space that gets created that kind of emanates into the field. And I, I just That's always so appreciate true. that of your concerts. I've just experienced it so many times at this point. It's um it's beautiful. It's, I don't know what words to use. I can't even, you know, usually before concerts, I can't even talk to people. Like, yeah. I can't speak because I am I go in this different space. I just cannot Surely. speak, you know. I yeah. know, I know. I've tried to speak to you on those days. And uh, it's impossible <laughs> to get hold of you. I know, but for good reason. It's really a meditative space that you go into and you're kind of hibernating and and, you know, just really getting into the depth of what it is and the environment, you know, I mean, a place like Carnegie Hall is an amazing place to go to provide. I mean, the acoustics, the elegance, everything is just so synonymous and uh, symmetrical, if you will, with this kind of musical experience that you offer. I I really encourage people to uh, come and uh, join us for December 27th, because it's going to be so enlivening and enriching. And, you know, I may say also here, Katya, that we're living in some very, very troubled and difficult times, you know. And um, even in your growing up in Russia, you know, that was also very difficult times. And it seems like there's something about the value of music and the beauty of music that emerges under highly stressful conditions and it provides we humans with that moment of release and liberation from all of our worries and concerns and this music has been playing that very real healing role for well from the beginning that's what i believe any thoughts i believe that too (laughs) 
Yeah, I yeah. believe that too. That's why I love doing what I'm doing. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. healing. And also when I give a concert, um, it's like I I don't feel like it's me. I'm just part of it. Like I'm an instrument, you know? Yes. And that's why I need yes. to that's why I meditate a lot and you know, I do yoga a lot. Because I just want to be open to that spirit to go through me to people. It's not about me. Exactly. I just have to step out. Right. Yes. Sure. It's an instrument being played by an instrument. <laughs> Exactly. So where do people get tickets? I mean, we'll have this on our website also. Uh, but uh, if people want to order, how would they go about that? They can go on Carnegie Hall website, which is org. They can call also Carnegie Charge, which is 212-247-7800. And order tickets. Or they can stop by at Carnegie Hall on 57th Street and 7th Avenue at the box right. office. Right. Yeah. How do I get to Carnegie Hall, the old joke says. Practice. You, <laughs> and in this case, <laughs> walk. <laughs> you know, it's very convenient. There's a new Q train, just to, and I love it. It's on Upper East Side, one block from my apartment. I'm in Carnegie oh, Hall in kidding. 10 minutes. I'm so grateful oh, for it. I think it. they did that for you. I think they did think that so. just for you. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, Katya, I just want to thank you again for being on today and sharing such thoughts and feelings and beauty and inspiration because we really have to thank you for so much of the beauty that you've brought forward. It's helped so many people. I love those stories about how your music and concertizing in the schools up in the Bronx and elsewhere in these places that they have so little and these children are given a a ray of hope through your music and through the donations that have come through of instruments that can really, as you were saying earlier, give them a path out of poverty and uh, into a different kind of life. And uh, God bless you. It's beautiful. Thank you, Mitchell. You're so (laughs) welcome. Be well, and I'll talk with you soon. I'll see you on 27th. Sounds beautiful. Great. (laughs) Bye-bye now. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Katya Grinieva, such a beautiful pianist, and uh, inspired people all over the world, and uh, very pleased to say she's a good friend of mine and of a better world. And it's been that case for many years. I think we met, oh, it could be almost 20 years ago. So it's been something that we have kept alive and nurtured over time. And um, I've watched her also grow professionally. And that's been a great pleasure. Our first interview actually was at, I'll never forget it, at a piano store around the corner from Carnegie Hall on West 58th Street and the owner loaned her and us I guess uh, piano Steinway 1885 I'll never forget that we were sitting on the on the piano bench together while she played and uh, my interviewing her there and it was just a very special time and but Every time I interview Katya is special and see her and listen to her, 
and all of that. So I really do hope you can join it. Uh, join us on December 27th. You'll really, really appreciate. So on that note, I want to just say, you know, Happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas and Happy Kwanzaa, I guess we say these days, and everything else, no matter what your religion or path may be. Happy! Why not? Better to be happy in a world that is always challenging our ability to stay happy. I instead just say, let's go for joy and let's go for well-being. That is plenty in a world that's heavily in a life that's always being challenged by its very definition these days, and actually probably by life itself. Just the very nature of it is um, is high and it's low and it's in and it's out and it's, it takes a lot to remain emotionally centered in the midst of human life. So, on that note, I want to just remind you all that A Better World is a nonprofit organization, a 501c3. We so appreciate any of your donations. It really helps us stay actively on the air and bringing you all sorts of interesting people and stories and events and music and beauty and art and provocative thinking about all the various aspects, all the various corners in the larger spectrum of life so we can be conscious creators and deeply engaged in the life that is really a work of art. It is tough. It is challenging. It is real. There is a lot going on everywhere with real news and fake news and everything in between. Here, of course, in A Better World, we do everything possible to bring you thoughts that are inspiring, that are factual, that help to inspire people to be their greatest selves. That's our game here. Full of love, full of life, full of integrity, full of dignity. And it's tough, man. It is tough in a very wobbly world. And uh, we make the best efforts that we can and reveal what needs to be revealed as best we can. And that's why we focus a lot on personal health and wellness, and we focus a lot on the health of the planet and the wellness of the planet. And it ain't doing so well these days. The ecosystem is heavily challenged by human interference, not just intercession, but interference in the flow of the Tao. And that will continue, but it may not always include us. So for it to include us, there are certain actions we definitely need to take. Many of us have taken it, taken actions for a long time, and there are many others that need to kind of join in and understand about consumerism and materialism and not uh, including a higher, larger, you could call spiritual perspective on life itself and um, including all the flora and fauna, both material and divine. So on that note, I want to just remind you also that we offer many different services here at A Better World from counseling, individual, couples, family, 
counseling and coaching, business coaching, advisory, consulting, stress management, as well as biofeedback as part of that. So it's holistic in nature, as you would imagine, and these are the types of things that we offer, including harmonic energetic balancing and a series of things to help improve and increase health and well-being, high-level, high-grade nutritional products, and on. So just visit our websites at www.abetterworld.tv abetterworld.tv and sign up for our newsletter if you don't get it yet. And www.mitchellrabin.com That's M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-R-A-B-I-N There is an array of services that you can avail yourself of and get the benefit. So on that note, I want to just thank you all again for joining. I wish you the greatest, most wonderful holiday season. And I'll see you again all next week. This is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World. And I'll see you then.